spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Great to have you with us here as we hit the month of September. We made it. September 1. Glad you're with us here on this Thursday, part of a busy week here on the radio. Lots of things happening uh, between uh, volleyball. you got um, football, of course, this weekend. All our game day coverage, uh, pre and post. And heading into the Labor Day weekend. A lot of folks uh, probably off this weekend. I know I'll be off a little bit early next week. Scott Beatty will sit in the uh, chair next week at the start of the week. Of course, we'll be back in time for everything related to football uh, after that. But uh, Friday night game coming up in Bloomington, Indiana, 7 o'clock Central Time. Big game for Illinois. Had the coaches show last night. Had Josh Whitman on. He talked uh, a bit about the situation with getting into the stadium and says they'll uh, they're going to get it corrected so he talked about that uh, last night on the show we had um, coach Bielema on we had uh, Janet Rayfield and Chris Thomas soccer with a match tonight against Texas A&M so how is uh, how are things in your world glad you're with us here as we visit with you no matter how you're listening where you're listening radio walking driving at home Inside, outside, streaming, nearby or far away. Glad to have you along here today. We'll do an open line here for a good chunk of this first hour. We'll talk about the ALS walk coming up over at Dodds Park on September 17th. And then Vaughn Young will join us. A lot of you know Vaughn, long time in law enforcement here locally and happens to be running for county board. So we'll talk to him in the second hour. Tomorrow, open line the entire first hour. We'll talk a little bit in the uh, second hour about the uh, new semester coming up for the folks at Ollie over at the University of Illinois. Some classes and situations you can be in with them. So we'll talk about that. Our Illini Friday presented by OSF as we'll uh, pack our bags, head to Bloomington for the game tomorrow night. Some editorial headlines to get to. All the talk about, uh, I'm telling you, on the <laughs> coverage of the uh, Mar-a-Lago story just is taking up all of the oxygen anymore. And, of course, the uh, midterms 
are on the horizon here. Still a couple of months to go, but early voting starts, I think, later this month. So we'll tell you more about that as we get closer to it. The uh, president, due to make a speech, he's going to talk about the soul of the nation tonight. I think he's in Philadelphia. CDC to meet today, whether to decide whether or not to approve the updated COVID boosters. Apparently this kind of does a couple of things from what I've heard. Uh, COVID itself, but also uh, deals with the various variants that are out there. So uh, the public health department says those should be available soon. Story in the News Gazette on the village of Muhammad. And the village's downtown goal continuing to take shape. Got a new restaurant opening up there, I think, in the next day or so. And uh, Muhammad continues to grow and what they want to do with their downtown. That is uh, in the news. Since October of 19, I'm sorry, since October of 2021, some stories out there, some polls out that say uh, people who want to work from home exclusively has doubled since October of uh, last year. Times Square now designated a gun-free zone. Don't know if that'll work or not, but they say it will be. Got some new video on the Titanic sinking. It appears to be even more vivid than some of the uh, things they have uh, put out before. Barry Gibbs, BG's 76 today. Gloria Estefan, 65. Dr. Phil, 72. Those are some of the birthdays today. And uh, this is the anniversary of the start of World War II, 83 years ago. World War II started this day, September 1, 1939. Nazi Germany invaded Poland. And the rest, they say, is history. All right, we'll talk about all the uh, big issues of the day, big, small, or otherwise. 217-356-9397 is our number. And let's see what Scott has for us here off the top. Hi, Scott. Good morning, sir. Hello, I don't hear you. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. Like the commercial says, I hear you now. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Well, good morning. I have some interesting news. There's a young man who's 14 years old who's coming in from Seattle, Washington area. He's pretty well well known internationally as a photographer. And he's going to be visiting Champaign for about four or five days. And he photographs model cars and against real live backgrounds. Hmm. So like the Virginia Theater is going to be one spot that he's going to stop at and take pictures at today or tomorrow, actually. Hmm. And uh, what he does is make him look. It's called force perspective photography. It makes him look real and just like a real car is in front of a particular backdrop of live subject matter. Hmm. So you don't have to, people don't have to, you don't have to bring a car to make the picture. He just does it. Yeah. Well, he brings a model car. Okay. I see. It's a 118th scale car. I see. And it's used in the movie industry back into the 20s. Um, And he's very accomplished at it. Hmm. And he happens to have autism. And he's been featured on all kinds of news programs and everything all across the nation. Um, 
He's been on the Apple TV, shot on iPhone, um, Kelly Clarkson show, Supercar Blondie blogging thing. Uh, he's been published in People Magazine, Card and Driver, and he's quite well known in the car community. Hmm. Well, what, what's his What's his What's his name again? Anthony Schmidt, Anthony like the German spelling of yeah. Smith. S-C-H-M-I-D-T. And you can find him on the Internet and everything. But he's going to be here on Saturday morning. He's receiving the 1976 GMC motorhome that he's going to use to travel all over the United States. Oh, wow. So if you want to meet and greet the guy, he's going to be at, uh, on Saturday morning at 10 a.m., he'll be at... Uh, 1112 Mayfair Drive in Champaign. Hmm. 1112 Mayfair. Okay. That's and, where he's going to be uh, doing the shooting, the photography. Um, some of it, and he'll be in town. Uh, he'll probably be around the train stations. He likes Art Deco-type buildings for backdrops. So he's going to get a quick tour of the town while he's here as he photographs every single day of his life. So wow. he's out there taking pictures, and if you go to his website, they are the most extraordinary photos you'll ever see. Yeah, I'm looking at one right now. It looks like he's 14 years old. Exactly. Exactly, and he's, I see a photography, Anthony Schmidt photography 2023 calendar. Right. And uh, he's got, looks like some old classic cars in front of a Burger Master. Yep. Um, hmm. Wow. Oh, that's really creative. Yes. He's, and it looks very real. Yeah. And those are all just, if you go through there, there's some videos and you can actually see what he does mm. and how he does it. Well, this is impressive. But people like Jay Leno get their calendar. He gets his calendars from Anthony. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. That's that's what I'm saying. He's a pretty famous kid already. Yeah. Um, especially out in the Northwest. Well, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I'm just looking yeah. through all these pictures. This is pretty amazing. Hmm. Yep. So, it is. So Saturday he'll be in town. Saturday. Well, he's coming into town tonight, okay. and he'll be around town. You'll probably see him alongside of a road somewhere with a, a like a bench platform. And you'll see model cars on it. If you see anybody doing that, that's probably Anthony. That's him. Huh. Yep. That's amazing. Well, thanks for letting us know about that. Very good. That's very cool. Appreciate it, Scott. All right. Take care. Thank you. Have yeah. Very good. Yeah. If you go to Anthony, let's see here. What is it? Anthony. If you just Google Anthony Schmidt photography, I think it'd be the way to do it. It's like Anthony R Y. I'm sorry, AnthonyRyanSchmidt.com. And it is the German spelling with the DT. So AnthonyRyanSchmidt.com, if you go to that, or Google Anthony Schmidt Photography, he's going to be in town. Well, that's pretty cool. If you check out his photography, it is very realistic. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thanks for letting us know about that, Scott. I appreciate that. All right, a break. Coming back with more. On a penny for your thoughts, next on DWS. September morn. Do you remember? 
I gotta play this song on September 1st, right? September morning still can make me feel that way. 9.20 on a uh, September 1st. Good to have you with us in the year 2022. September was always, I don't know, growing up it was just always my favorite month. Uh, harvest, leaves started to change, temperatures got a little cooler. I don't know. I just, uh, it was always my favorite month. It just always, still is. I just always, uh, that and May, those were my two top favorite months. 217-356-9397, text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us talk at wdws.com. Let's go back to the phones. Chris joins us. Good morning, Chris. Hi, Brian. Wonderful day out there. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I took my normal 5K walk that I do daily, and it it is just perfect. (laughs) 5K, wow, every day. For, yeah, the past three years. Good good for you. (laughs) uh, We have a group uh, that's an international group on the Internet, and we just sort of show each other pictures of where we are in Australia and here and, you know, Italy and wherever. And Anyway, Anthony Schmidt is a remarkable, remarkable 15-year-old. Um, we discovered him through our club member, Scott, who called earlier to let you know about the media event. And um, his family sent us a bo- uh, car club, line I Collector Car Club, a box of the calendars and books, his first one, and uh, for free, and we sold them, and all the proceeds went to Cunningham Children's Home. So I, we've let Cunningham Children's Home know that he's in town, so mm. Ginger might be able to come on over uh, if she gets some time on Saturday. But, yeah, it's uh, he's, he's remarkable, so I look forward to actually meeting him. Um, several of our, one of our club members is a professional artist uh, who sells his work all over the world, and he, he posts in on Anthony's site and, uh, it, it, the kid's remarkable. I mean, it's it's his his skill that <laughs> I would never be able to do it. When I take a picture with a cell phone, it goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just his ability to take those little miniature cars. Right? Um, I think he prefers the one eighteenth scale, okay. um, but he he makes the dioramas. Um, and um, just the forced perspective is just such an interesting, interesting technique that he has, you know, almost 10 years of experience with now. So, mm. um, and people are starting to to uh, try it, too. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's uh, kids, too. You know, I give lots of books to to elementary school libraries and and um you know if a kid gets interested in that some because a lot of kids collect the, uh, the miniature car you know die cast mm-hmm. cars and uh that kind of thing so you can do it with anything but the car thing is pretty special mm-hmm. he has solved some crimes for law enforcement with his skill in identifying vehicles really 
Really? I, I had not yeah. heard about that. Yeah, so yeah. if you go to his website and his Facebook page, he, they actually have two Facebook pages. And, um, yeah, he just um, has an incredible, incredible fund of knowledge in his head about vehicles. And he can recognize from blurry photographs, you know, if he can pick out some details that are just for this car, the 1971 Challenger or something, you know, he's been able to do that. So he's sought after for that now. He's been written up in international journals. He's been on CBS National News. So he's pretty pretty impressive for for his age but he he just concentrates on his skills and his parents trying to manage everything i bet yeah, yeah. I was, he's got books for sale on his website yeah and you can get you can get canvas prints you can get note cards and and it all goes into it, it you know it's it goes into his college fund mm-hmm. you know it's a uh, whatever wow. and uh so it's uh, it's pretty 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 interesting hmm. guy. So wow, it's Gr- great story. Wow. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. If I have, I'll let the News Gazette know about it too. Well, um, that would be great. Yeah. I think uh, it's, uh, his mom, Ramona, and or Scott have been trying to get in touch. They tried to get in touch with CBS News. We've got Decatur. W-A-N-D, what is that, NBC mm-hmm. affiliates coming to cover it. So. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, that'd be great yeah. if, um, if the, you can get it in with the news, because that I don't think that they've been gotten a call back yet. So. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. And Jim Rosso would be the guy to reach out to if um, Absolutely. So. But, uh, so, okay, well, thank you so much for taking my call, and I'm pretty excited about meeting Anthony myself, <laughs> because I've communicated with him through text and on his website and on his Facebook page and with his mom, so it'll be nice to meet him. Hmm. <laughs> wow, what a great story. This has been awesome. Well, thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Mm, bye-bye. 926 at DWS. Yeah, you just never know uh, on an open line. I've ne- never heard of this young man. But, uh, man, apparently extremely well-known. And uh, we've got a text here. It says, Brian, as the parent of an adult child with autism, I heard your caller. Please support people with autism. Yes, this young man uh, is on the, uh, or has autism, or is, in the aut- is on the autism spectrum, I guess, from what I'm just looking at his website here is what they say. So, yeah, very good. Thank you for those calls. 927 at DWS. Hi, Brian. Boiler up. Boilermakers get the W in tonight's blackout game over in West Lafayette. Yeah, if I didn't have anything else to do, and I've got plenty to do, that would be a, wouldn't be a bad game to sneak over and see. You know, on a Thursday night, Penn State at Purdue. And I guess Purdue is honoring uh, Len Dawson, who passed away honoring him on their helmets tonight. But a great way to start the Big Ten season. 927 at News Talk 1400 DWS. On a penny for your thoughts, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. We talk about them all the time because they're a great, uh, great company. Centrally located, Champaign-Urbana, south side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect Exits. Website, if you'd like to kind of learn more. I mean, I can... 
tell you things, but if you want to, you're one of those hands-on people, you want to see visual, that helps. Gallomiller.com, you can do that. And uh, Collision Repair Shop's the last place you want to be. I mean, that's not where you, hey, today I think I'll go to the Collision Repair Shop. You know, well, that's not what you're planning to do. But if you do have to use their services, they're happy to, to help you out. 217-353-0770. Just remember, if you do get in an accident, get all the insurance stuff uh, helped out by them. But, if you know, get the other driver's name. Get all that stuff done that you have to do legally. And then contact Gallo Miller. That's all we ask. All right, a break. Back with more news headlines coming up at the bottom of the hour. A little bit about ALS Walk. And then also uh, Von Young after 10 on A Penny for Your Thoughts. On Barry Gibbs' birthday, Sir Barry Gibb as they call him, how many songs did he in the... um, did he write for the Bee Gees or for other folks? He is 76 today, the last surviving member of the classic Rock Hall of Fame band, the Bee Gees, one of the most commercially successful bands in music history. He is 76 today. Mention Gloria Estefan, 65. Lily Tomlin's 83. And Dr. Phil, Phil McGraw, 72. Those are some of the uh, birthdays today here on this September 1. Uh, text says, how appropriate. The soulless Biden speaking on one more thing he knows absolutely nothing about. The soul of America. All right. Uh, another text says, let's change things up this morning. We'd like to hear opinions on the new LIV Golf League. As far as professional sports go, the only one I'm interested in anymore is professional golf. And because the PGA won't allow the LIV players to play in their tournaments, I'm beginning to lose interest in that too. I want to see the best players in the world going against each other, and because the crybaby PGA won't allow that, the tournaments are boring. These guys are independent contractors. should be allowed to play anywhere they want. The PGA is in big trouble. Well, the PGA is going to have to figure it out because they had, what, three or four more guys bolt to the LIV. Now, the LIV is just throwing money all over the place. I think Greg Norman's a part of their organization, but yeah, it's kind of similar to what happened to, was it NASCAR or the, the Indy folks, I guess. Remember they had the big split a few years ago with the, the uh, Indy, uh, eventually formed the Indy Racing League, and it was a big dispute there, and they had uh, a big split, kind of going through that right now with the PGA. My guess is it'll play itself out, but right now we're in kind of the, the heat of a split. All right, CBS News up here, and then we'll talk a little bit about the ALS walk coming up later this month now in September. But first, here's CBS. On a penny for your thoughts, rolling along here on this Thursday. We'll be with you tomorrow, Friday as well, an open line. We'll have uh, Janet Summers in from Ollie over at the University of Illinois as their semester starts up pretty soon. And then we'll uh, hop in the car and get over to Bloomington for the football game tomorrow night. The Illini Union Bookstore, the official bookstore of University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, supports your uh, favorite school. Maybe you graduated from Granger College of Engineering, Geese College of Business, LAS, ACES, whatever. If you need some uh, football or basketball gear to wear, hoodies, sweatshirts, polo shirts, jackets, 
You need to decorate your office, tailgating items, golf items, automobile accessories, home and office decor. All of that available at the Illini Union Bookstore in the heart of Campus Town, corner of Wright and Daniel in Champaign. Their website is bookstore.illinois.edu. And you can find them on social media, Facebook, facebook.com, and Instagram at Illini Union Bookstore. Make sure you check them out. Get all the gear you need. Illini back in town again. They'll play Virginia coming up September 10 at 3 o'clock. All right, a couple of other texts here. Then we'll get to Jan Matthew with the uh, folks at uh, ALS, the ALS Walk. And a couple of things here. Uh, hey, Brian, the three zip codes that contain the U of I contributed about 60% of all the county COVID cases. Now the U of I is breaking its own daily COVID positive rates. Why are we tolerating this? The U of I is a major problem now and during the early stages of the COVID epidemic. Well, we had all the students come back, so that's uh, explaining part of it, I think. And uh, being in the broadcast industry, maybe you can help. WCCU-TV in Urbana used to be the MeTV network. This morning, all the channel shows is a still picture saying True Crime Network is coming soon. The station won't answer the phone. Can you please find out what is happening? All right, well, I don't know what I can do, but we'll see if anybody knows. Maybe just get the word out there. Somebody can explain it. And we talked about uh, young uh, Anthony Schmidt coming to town. Hey, Brian, the great thing about Anthony Schmidt coming to our town is that our historic buildings of Champaign-Urbana will be present in his calendars, postcards, and books. What a nice addition to see you. I think he's interested in city building, train station, Illini Union, Assembly Hall, or State Farm Center, Memorial Stadium, Urbana High, and others. Maybe we can take talk him into a Champaign-Urbana calendar. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I like it. All right, uh, coming up September 17 will be the ALS Walk. And uh, Jan Matthew has been on with us before. We're pleased to have her on again. How you doing, Jan? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? Good. Tell us uh, what you do with all of this. Well, a couple of different capacities. I am on the um, volunteer committee for this year's walk. As you mentioned, it's coming up on Saturday, September 17th, and it's particularly exciting because over the past two years, teams have done their own mini walks, and it's been more or less a virtual event. This year is different. We're gathering in person together again, making an event of it, and I think that's very important because it's a show of support that the community pulls together on behalf of this disease, which, as we know, ALS is fatal. There's no cure. There are limited treatments, so the cause is urgent. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I know this is going to be out of Dodds Park, 10 a.m. walk, uh, 8.30 in the morning. The event opens on uh, Saturday, September uh, 17th. That's a... um, uh, no football that day, by the way, just so everybody knows. No football, that's, <laughs> that's right. They planned it that way. That's right. Yeah, it's kind of like weddings and other things. you got to plan them accordingly. But uh, I know right. that – how long have you been doing this walk? I'm trying to remember. Well, personally, we had – I had a um, team last, last year, a virtual team, mm-hmm. and I believe that the walk started maybe 2015, 2016. I'm oh. honestly not sure how far back it goes. Yeah, but I know it's been a great event every year, and you've got a a goal in mind, right, for this year? We have a goal to raise $60,000, 
and those funds go directly to families in our area that are affected by ALS. Um, all the services that are provided by the Greater Chicago Chapter are free, and those include um, equipment lending, adaptive technology, caregiver support, support groups, as well as funds go towards ALS research and advocacy and education. So there are a lot of lot of urgent ways, a lot of urgent causes that those dollars are directed to. Absolutely. Jan Matthew with us talking about the uh, walk for uh, the fight and the fight against ALS. Uh, I know a lot of people immediately associated this, of course, uh, as we do with Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig's disease yes. is what it's referred to as. So, uh, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my connection to it, but I'm going to have you talk about your connection too. But first, kind of describe ALS, what it is for people that may or may not know. ALS is described as a fatal neurological disease, and it affects an individual's ability to walk and talk and eventually breathe. And in layman's terms, that means that the brain shuts down signals to the muscles, and eventually nothing cooperates. Uh, First symptoms could possibly be arms, legs, swallowing, speech. It can present in any number of ways, but the course of the disease is the same. Things just shut down systematically. Yeah, and along the way, uh, your your mind may be fine, and you, and you know exactly. what's happening to you, but you can't do anything about it. That's what's... Exactly. It does not affect um, cognitive ability, hmm. and that's the cruel irony of it, because people who are afflicted with ALS are acutely aware of the progression of the disease and what they are experiencing. So mm-hmm. it's it's tough. Yeah. Now you've had a book out on this. You had a your was it your father? Yes. Yes. yes tell right. me tell me about that. My, my dad died of ALS in October 2013 and he was a longtime professor of chemical engineering at the University of Illinois. And I grew up in Champaign and, and Champaign still feels much like home. And after my dad died, it it took probably five or six years before the book was published, but it was very important to me to write it as a tribute to him and to the grace and courage that he showed throughout his ALS battle, as well as help other families that are navigating this, because it can feel like a very isolating experience, and it's often misunderstood. So my mission in writing the book was simply to do my best to help other families. And I'm pleased to say that it's it's been well-received and I've had many opportunities. Um, it's also going to be available at the walk at the merchandise um, tent. So it's getting out there, and, and that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the book, Jan? The name of the book is Surrounded by Love, mm-hmm. My Family's Journey Through ALS, and it's also available at the Champagne Library. I love the fact that you know folks can check it out that way, too. And I know when this is uh, diagnosed, it's usually, what, between two and five years, right? Yes. I mean, um, yes. There are some outliers, uh, people that live longer with the disease. Uh, my dad's progression, he was diagnosed when he was 78, which is unusually late. Mm-hmm. So his progression was rapid, I mean, basically a year. But I think the majority of patients are diagnosed typically in their 40s and 50s. So... Mm. And that can affect the progression, too, in terms of how rapid, rapid sure. it declines. Talking about the uh, walk uh, for ALS and walking to uh, look to uh, just help those and support those. Uh, you talk about the individuals who have uh, ALS, but also their families, how difficult that is. Suddenly it's 
24-7 care, basically, right? Right, and that's another aspect that is is misunderstood, in fact, in, in terms of the toll on the caregiver, because you're right, it changes everything, and the disease is relentless. I mean, a caregiver might get used to or accustomed to one symptom or one weakness, and then the next day could be presented with something else. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important um, with, you know, the adaptive equipment, and the support groups, and all of that, which is, you know, offered through the association to help the caregivers. Um, it's, quite, it's quite a challenge. Yeah. And all those services uh, you help provide are, are free, right, you said? Yes, yeah. thanks to mm-hmm. fundraisers such as The Walk, which is the single biggest fundraiser in our area for the Greater Chicago Association. Mm-hmm. And every every and any amount helps, and it goes directly to those in our area that need it. My uh, When I got hired, oh, how many years ago? This is 30, oh boy, over 30 years ago, 35 years ago, was hired uh, in Oklahoma City to do play-by-play on the radio for the minor league team, AAA team for the Texas Rangers. The owner of the team was a gentleman named Bing Hampton. Big, booming voice. He had been in sports. He, I think he helped found some of the Cubs, uh, Chicago Cubs support groups. Uh, just a big bear of a man. And uh, my first contact with this, someone having a- ALS, was him. He eventually oh, wow. uh, was diagnosed with it. And um, it was stunning um, You know how his body, over time, just basically crumbled. I mean, it was... Yeah. Uh, that was my first, uh, and he passed away, I think, about 1991. And he was right in that two so to how five. How long did he live with? Yeah, about, about, about what you're saying, about three years, I think. Okay. And, um, but it was, that was my first up close. I'd never really seen or been around anybody. And uh, just to watch him go from just, uh, you know, as I said, such a bigger than life person mm-hmm. um, to what happened to him. So I know it's, a, it's just a dreadful, um, dreadful thing. So. It is, and I've shared and heard many stories of um, people who describe their ALS experience, and in a lot of cases, it will strike people who are in peak physical shape. I mean, my dad was very athletic, very, very healthy, and just out of the clear blue, this happens. Mm. And I don't know that there's, you know, a specific correlation or if that's just kind of a, a random association, but I've, I've heard that repeatedly, that mm. it's just out of the clear blue. Yeah, is there any symptoms, signs, anything that tips you off to it, usually? It, or? it can be, but because ALS is so rare, you would typically attribute that to something else. In my dad's case, he was a runner, and he noticed that his right foot was sluggish. It just wasn't, you know, really cooperating. Mm-hmm. And he thought, well, maybe I've just been running too much. You know, maybe it's a pulled muscle, this or that. Um, the key is if it continues to progress. And in his case, it did. Then it turned more into leg weakness and, and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, sometimes a typical sign would be slurred speech, difficulty swallowing. But again, you wouldn't necessarily jump to the ALS conclusion. It takes a long time for this disease to be diagnosed because what they're essentially doing is ruling out everything else until all they're left with, Mm. um, neurologists, is ALS. So some people, in my dad's case, it took months to get a diagnosis Mm. because it's the last thing you would expect, frankly. All right, so the walk is Saturday, September 17, out of Dodds Park there yep. near Parkland. Uh, event opens mm-hmm. at 8.30, 10 a.m. walk. You can still do the virtual if you prefer. You can still do that, that right. option. And can people walk up that morning? Do they need to sign up somewhere? Uh, 
How do they get they involved? They show up the day of. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be a registration booth, and um, you can register, walk that day, make a literal game day decision, or you can visit the website in advance to donate to a team or to register yourself. And that is web.alsa.org slash champagne walk. And it's very user-friendly, very simple to register that way. But if not, show up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And where should people that maybe uh, want to help as far as or they know someone who has ALS or a family uh, to, to find those services locally? What's the best way to do that? I would encourage them to uh, look up the Greater Chicago chapter, ALS okay. chapter, and there's just a wealth of information there. There will also be a lot of information at the event itself in terms of how to connect with the services you need. Jan, thank you so much for sharing for a few minutes with us, and uh, good luck well, with the event. Thank you. I know weather is always a factor. Hopefully we'll have some good weather. We should by mid-September, I think. So. Well, we go rain or shine, so I'm hoping <laughs> for the shine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I understand. Thank you, Jan. Thank you for your time. I appreciate very it. Very good, very good. Thank you. The ALS walk out at Dodds Park, Parkland, Saturday, September 17th. And uh, get out and support them. It's a great, uh, great cause. 952, back more. Penny for your thoughts straight ahead. Just keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing. 954 on a penny for your thoughts. Headed for a high of 85 today. College is closer than you think. Well, college has started. Whether you're sending your college, uh, your child to college next year in 18 years, celebrate National College Savings Month with Busey Wealth Management. Busey's experts suggest five simple tips. Save early and often. Open a college savings account like a 529. That's really, really important. Increase the amount you save each year. Set a goal and stick to it. From 529 savings or prepaid tuition plans to custodial accounts, gifting, or other tax advantage strategies, to name a few. UC's financial advisors will help you understand your options and what will work best for your time frame. Invest in your child's future today with Busey. 955 at News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. All right, let's see here. Let me jump through some of the texts here that came in. Hi, Brian. Thoughts on the new transfer portal rules limitation. Fall sports, 45-day window, beginning the day after the championship selections are made in their sport, or May 1 through 15. Reasonable accommodations will be made for participants in the football bowl subdivision and football championship subdivision. Winter sports, a 60-day window, beginning the day after the championship selections are made in the sport. Spring sports, December 1 through 15, or a 45-day window beginning the day after selections are made in the sport. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I just saw that come out. So I guess uh, putting some, at least beginning and end dates, on when you can transfer and you've got to fit it in that window. 45-day window for fall sports, winter sports, 60-day window, Spring Sports 45-day window. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to slow anything down, but it does put some uh, time frame on it. Uh, And uh, Betsy weighs in on an email talking about um, 
Jan we just had on, she goes, the person you were talking to probably has seen the story on CBS News about the development of a medical solution to allow the brain to relay messages. And talking about the neurological failure that happens with uh, ALS. And, yeah, she, uh, she probably has seen that story. So, uh, so very good point there. Von Young's going to join us after the top of the hour. We'll talk to him. Long time in law enforcement. I think everybody pretty familiar with Vaughn. And he's uh, running for county board. We'll talk to him. Uh, later in the month of September, here in a couple of weeks, Judge Sam Limentado will join us. We've got, I think, Terrence Stuber coming on at some point this month. We've got Judge Steigman with us. He's not running for anything, but he's uh, he'll be on the show. <laughs> and let's see, who else? Tom Bruno's out there, too, On this, just glancing at my uh, broadcast calendar. And Jim Dye will be in there, of course, some of the uh, usual folks we have. Had uh, Clarissa Nickerson Foreman on yesterday. If you missed any of that, WDWS.com for the podcast. 217-356-9397. I guess they say fall really, I mean, it technically doesn't start till when? September 22. But uh, meteorologists all say that today is the start of fall, the unofficial start of fall. And, of course, Labor Day weekend coming up. Don't know what plans you have for Labor Day if you take the time off. I'll be off early next week. Scott Beatty will sit in the chair for uh, three days next week, and I'll be back middle of the week, and then we'll uh, crank it up again, get ready for Virginia at home on that uh, Saturday. All right, uh, let's see. Any more text? Nope, I think we're caught up. 217-351-5357. Email us. You can do that always at talk at wdws.com. And if you want to check out the uh, photography we were talking about earlier with Anthony Schmidt, you can certainly do that. Just Google Anthony Schmidt photography, and you can see what some of our callers have referred to and he'll be in town here in Champaign, we're told. So that'll be pretty cool. My guess is he'll be at some of the the big landmarks. 9.59, Adam Austin, our producer today. We've got the weather coming up from the folks at AccuWeather. Just peeking ahead here, I don't see any rain in the forecast through Monday, so I think we're in good shape there. CBS News coming up at 10 o'clock. And then back with Vaughn Young after that. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. News coming up. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at wdws.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. Hour number two, Penny for your thoughts coming down the pipe here as we uh, work our way into September. Thursday, September the 1st. We had uh, Jen Matthew on in the last hour talking about the ALS walk. Hope you'll do that. Also took some open line calls. Uh, Anthony Schmidt in town. Anthony Schmidt Photography. Had a question uh, here about, uh, I guess, M- uh, MeTV. 
Uh, and it says, so we lost Me TV this morning to some true crime programming. No more classic cartoons, no more Andy Griffith or Perry Mason. And another uh, add-on to that text says, summer ends September 21, period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't debating it. I was just saying meteorologists say September 1 is usually the start of fall. But, no, you're right. Technically, you're right. All right, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Von Young has made his way in. Good morning. How are you? you? I'm well. You? Yeah, you got your candidate button on and everything. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm trying to promote (laughs) myself as much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good to have you on. And for people that don't know, you're running for county board. Yes, sir. Uh, How did you reach that decision? Yeah. Well... I think I made the decision several months ago, and I started looking at what was going on in this uh, county. Being a um, public servant for 36 years in law enforcement, I started looking at what's taken place and the fact that we needed to make some change, and hopefully I can I can help with that. And you said District 5. District right. 5. Yeah. So it's, how many members are on the county board? There's... 22 members on the county board. Um, right now, because of the redistricting, all 22 of us, or 22 of them, are uh, up for for re- election. Mm-hmm. And so as you uh, run, you're running with someone else, too, right? Because you've got two exactly. Democrats currently occupy the seat. Correct. Right? Um, two seats. My running partner, his name is Lucas Atwood, mm-hmm. and um, Lucas has also been involved in public service for quite a few years. And uh, I think the two of us, we bring some... Community safety, in in my book, is probably the most important thing that we need in this community. Um, we also need somebody that's accountable for what they're doing on the county board, and we also need integrity. And I right now, when I'm looking at some of the administration on the county board or in the county period, we're not seeing that, and that's why we need to make a change. I know uh, you mentioned being in law enforcement. I think most people, they, they hear the name Vaughn Young, they kind of know what you did, but you might recap yeah, quickly how many, I, uh, what all you did. 36 years total. I started out in a town called Lincoln, Illinois. I was there for about four years. I recognized that Champaign police officers made a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I, went, I came to Champaign and started here in 74, and then uh, I worked my way up as a lieutenant from the ranks. And then in uh, 2002, I took over as the chief of police at Parkland College. So you met the new chief of police here? Oh, my. Yeah. Timothy I Tyler? Mean, uh, yeah. I, I met Tim. We went and had lunch together right after he got the position. And uh, I'll tell you, he is a shot in the arm. He's, what he's going to do for this community, I think, is just wonderful. He's uh, He's got some mm-hmm. really good ideas. Um, and I think if he's allowed to implement the ideas that he's he's wanting to implement, I think mm-hmm. we'll see Champaign take a turn and get back to a safer community. Mm-hmm. Questions and comments for Vaughn Young, certainly welcome, as he runs for County Board District 5. Uh, where is District 5? District where's... 5 starts out at Cardinal Road. It's all around Parkland College and okay. uh, Sawgrass, Boulder, uh, Boulder Ridge. And then you come down Rising Road all the way to uh, Windsor. And then to the east, it cuts in and out and um, goes to over about four blocks in and out around that area. Hmm. So. Yeah, and so as you uh, decide to run, do you start going door-to-door? What do you I've drive been, around and put I've, up a sign? I've been doing both. I've been going door-to-door. <laughs> I've got signs out all over the place. I've got car magnets on people's cars. Uh, word of mouth is uh, is big. 
Uh, like I say, places that I go now, I got my badge on, and people are thanking me for what I'm doing and uh, recognize that I, I'm. My whole life has been public servant, and that's pretty much what I would like to continue doing. Yeah, it's one thing, uh, you know, to say you want to do public service is another to put yourself out there. Absolutely. In this kind of role. Absolutely. I mean, because not every a lot of people will like you. Other people may not give you the yeah, time of day, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and, and and that's the thing too with public service. It regardless of what position you're in, as a police officer, you know, most of the people that I dealt with were good folks. I mean, they'd had a bad day, something took what went wrong, um, and, and I had to work with them. Um, then obviously there was people that didn't like the police just because we were the police. Um, in my career, I was shot at several times and missed, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, uh, I recognize that it's one of those positions that uh, you decide to make up your mind to do it, and it's something that you you do. Mm -hmm. So as you talk with folks, as you uh, work the, the campaign trail, uh, what are people talking to you about? What, what are their big concerns, I the guess? The biggest concern that people are talking to me about is the county jail issue. Um, we're about to spend $20 million on a county jail that when it's built, it's going to be almost exactly like what happened with the first one we built. It's going to be undersized. When you look at what we have as, as of... Uh, now, this is at the satellite jail location. This is the new satellite yeah, yeah. jail mm -hmm. edition. Mm -hmm. um, and I started going back and looking at some of the numbers, but a friend of mine helped me put this all together. If you look back in June of this year, 2022, we had 314 people that were in custody at the county jail. Of the 300, 280 of those were in jail because of felony charges or convictions. Of 142 of those were being housed outside of our county. That means that somebody had to take them to a different county, DeWitt County, Macon County. Uh, so you're paying for gas. You're paying for the deputies to take them. Um, not only that, I mean, we're talking it, but you're also putting the people that are being arrested um, out of touch for their attorneys, which is not a good thing. But the thing that, that really got me was when the county board started touting that it was only going to cost a million dollars to do this. You start doing the math, and it comes out closer to $3.1 million that the county citizens are going to be paying for this to, to house our prisoners in other jails. Mm. So what, uh, what, should they, what would your proposal be? What, what should they do? Should they I think what they a... should have done when they started looking at this, uh, originally I think it started out closer to about a $50 million project. Um, obviously, the DIMs on the uh, board were against that. Um, so it got whittled down, whittled down, whittled down, finally to a point where it got to about $20 million. Um, but in the process of whittling it down, they cut out a lot of areas that needed to be in the county jail. If you look at the, the number of people that are in the county jail right now, um, probably 60% of those folks are there because of mental issues. They're not prisoners. I mean, they're not doing things uh, in crimes, but they need to have some place to be housed. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting arrested and they're going to the county jail. And those folks, the, the plan was to actually build some space in the new county addition for these folks to be at. And then, like I say, it got cut out of the budget. Mm. So it got cut down. Yeah, because the original jail was, I'm trying to think when it was built, the one they just oh closed. Oh, my gosh. The, the original jail downtown? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. I can't even remember. But, yeah, it's <laughs> the 70s maybe, Yeah, I think. And it yeah. had clearly 
outlived its usefulness. Oh, absolutely. Right? It was yeah. um, it was outlived. Yeah. But, but I mean, you go over there and the building was falling apart. Uh, the cells would open and close by themselves, putting the, the uh, putting the directions, the uh, corrections officers and the jailers in in uh, peril. So yeah, it, it definitely needed to be done. Hmm. Von Young is our guest. It'd be nice. I don't know what a a brand new jail from ground up would cost. Oh, brand but, new uh, from uh, yeah yeah. If you just if you, if you just built a whole new jail, what yeah? I mean, if you look into building a brand new jail, one that would house everybody in this county that we need to house, you'd probably be looking in. Seventy-five million dollars. Really, but that's you know that's not even the issue. The issue is why are we building something and still spending money in other counties? Like I say, our county now for line is is now considered a line item budget or for income for other counties. That mm. that makes no sense. That's mm. crazy. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. You can uh, text us Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Von Young is with us. He's running for county board. District number five, and of course uh, the early voting starts pretty soon here. Yes, it does. Later this about, month, about yeah. nineteen days. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be coming up here pretty soon. All right, got a question here on the line. I think for George from George. How you doing, George? I am doing fine. I have got I a question hear. for candidate Young. Other than the jail that you mentioned, what do you see as other challenges for the county board? And one other thing, I have heard that the county board has approved the purchase of the old Busey Bank building across the street from the courthouse. Question about that. Mm. Will that lead to the consolidation of all offices, like moving from the Brookings building and the county courthouse into that one building? Wow. Uh, George, thank you for your question. Um, Regarding the county jail, yes, there is some... they're, They're building this, like I said earlier, they're building this for housing prisoners but or people that have been arrested, but they're building it too small. When you look at what we're doing, it doesn't make any sense. Now, I understand that a lot of people think that come January 1, the Safety Act is going to take place and that there will be nobody else in the jail because everybody's going to be out on bond. Because the bond, uh, yeah, exactly. taking away the cash bail. So yeah. when, you, when you look at that, because of those numbers, people are not going to be going to jail. They're not going to have to be paying the fees. So now the county is going to be losing revenue on top of the money that they're already going to be out of. So the last three budgets that the county board has, and I was able to look at the numbers online, they've been almost $3 million in debt every year. They've been overspending what they've got. So now we're going to add to that. The um, the building across the street from the uh, courthouse, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a real interesting process right now. They bought the building for about $3 million, I think a little less than that maybe, but they've already projected it's going to cost them $20 million to retrofit it because the building is falling apart. I, I mm. don't get it. Now, they, I know I have heard, and I think I was talking to Diane Marlin about this or somebody, that uh, they are looking to move a lot of the county offices into that building. Correct. From Brookings. Correct. To get them more centrally located. Exactly. So, so then what are they going to do with Brookings? Nobody yeah, knows. Uh, nobody. <laughs> All right. Anything else, George? Okay, that would be it. Thanks a lot, Mr. Young. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate you. appreciate you calling. Thank you. 1022 at uh, DWS, visiting with Vaughn Young, candidate for uh, Champaign County Board, and, of course, long time in law enforcement. 1022 questions for him coming up after this.
1024 on a penny for your thoughts. If you need a, a place to go for lunch today, a Monocle's down in Tolono. My uh, high school class, by the way, has got their 40, uh, 40 years, 40-year 40 anniversary coming up. Oh, my goodness. You're just a pup. Wow. <laughs> just a pup. I guess they're, pup. they're, yeah, some are having their uh, 50 and 60. So uh, they do serve lunch every day, more than just pizza. Uh, they've got great sandwiches, full salads, appetizers. Yes, in and out fast if you need it. Yes, you can sit and eat for an hour. You can come by yourself. You can bring a group. Break out of your habit of going to the same three places week after week. Monocle's in Tolono, just off Route 45. Easy to get to down there in Tolono. Home of uh, Dave Gentry as well there. Uh, 1025 at uh, DWS. All right, could you ask uh, Von Young? The license plate readers were not installed in <coughs> Champaign until June. Uh, the vacancies in the Champaign Police Department have still not all been filled. Can... Vaughn, explain why the incidence of shootings in Champaign have dropped by 50%. Uh, well, license plate readers, I think, are probably one of the best uh, inventions that we've had come along for law enforcement. Um, we've seen just from the fact that they're out there that police have been able to solve crime. We had a murder that took place, I think, two weeks ago. And if it hadn't been for the license plate reader, then the police would still be trying to solve this crime. Community safety, like I said earlier, Brian, is probably the biggest thing that we really need to be thinking about for our community. We want to get Champaign back to the way it was in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and earlier in the 2000s. But if we've got people that are on the other side of this or keep saying, you know, well, we don't want to, we don't want to house people, we don't want to arrest people, that makes no sense. We know that people are going to still commit crime. We've got to be able to have our citizens feel like they can go out of their house and be safe in their, their community. I know Champaign police are trying to uh, add more people all the time. Yes, they uh, are. You know, And again, you know, um, talking to Chief Tyler, I know that they're doing a lot of different things. He's got a lot of innovative ideas. He, I know that he is going out and uh, actually handing out his phone number, his personal phone number, for people to call him if they have problems. And he's actually going out into the community to try and bring people into law enforcement. Law enforcement right now is at a critical stage. Nobody wants to be the police, and that's tough. And it is. It's a tough job. But now that we've seen this, the crime bill has come out and how it's going to affect policing, we don't know where this is headed. Vaughn Young is with us here for <clears throat> this hour up until 11 o'clock. We're at 1027 here at DWS. Uh, if Vaughn says 60% of inmates are mentally ill, does he support what the Champaign County Community Justice Task Force recommended in 2013 that the county should build a behavioral treatment inpatient center instead of prosecuting the mentally ill? Someone asked. Actually, you know, that I looked at that, and I remember back when that was first talked about, if you think about this, all the mental institutions in the state were shut down years and years ago. My mother worked at a mental institution in Jacksonville, Illinois, for over 31 years. We didn't see mentally ill patients being put in county jails or even in prisons. Yes, people say, well, you're, being, you're housing them. I understand that, but I guess it. you're taking care of them also. And that's the thing that we need to be thinking about. How do we take care of these folks that have these mental issues? County jail is not the place. 1028, uh, all right, there's a political, uh, did Trump win the election in 2020? Was there, in your opinion, enough tampering by Democrats to change the outcome of the election in 2020? Um, that is a question that I have really nothing that I can say on. I'm worried more about Champaign County 
that election is over. It's been over for, what, 300 and something days. I think people need to move on. You know, Joe Biden right now is our legal president. Whether you support him or not support him, that's that's all I can say on that. Make a statement in the midterms. Exactly. Right? That's exactly it. That's how the system's set up. All right, 217-356-9397. Mr. Young, a listener says, this county is a mess. We need the MTD cut back. And partially defunded, all county employees need to take a 20% cut, pay cut, I guess. The jail budget is peanuts. Focus on the wasteful spending, high salaries, and defunding the useless MTD and ultra-expensive capital projects. Wow. Wow. That's a budge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As far as the MTD, um, you know, people have got the right to try to get the MTD uh, in their neighborhoods, or the MTD can go in and buy... Uh, virtue of them being the MTD in, in the district, they can raise their fees or lower their fees and help the citizens out. So that's something that I really don't know that much about yet. Obviously, if I get on the county board, I will learn more about it. Um, some of the other issues that you talked about, yes, uh, defunding the police is not the answer. I don't care whether you're in Champaign, you know, St. Louis, Chicago, or whatever. You need communities to be safe. And defunding the police and not supporting the police is not the way to go. All right, 217-351-5357 is the uh, text line. I know that the uh, county executive position has been talked about quite a bit. Uh, right. What did you think of that when they created that position? Uh, Darling Kleppel has been mm-hmm. in that spot. I thought, um, you know, I thought there was a need for it, and we actually have uh, Ted Myers running for mm-hmm. that position. And uh, if you've ever met him, he's a fantastic young man. He's got a lot of common sense. I think he would be great in that position. And, uh, you know, there were some things that were done in that position. And, you know, during the time it was it started out, kind of got started out on a rocky start, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that it's good. I think it's a way that we can actually consolidate and bring things together so that people can talk about what's going on in Champaign. Because I know there was some dis- there was some disputes that happened as to who had the – Controlling authority, if exactly. you will, to think of either the county board chair or the, the county, county executive. executive. Right. And I don't know if they've ever sorted that out. I but. think it's still out for debate. I think it, uh, last I heard, I think it was still in the court to make that decision. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a hot potato right now. Who's going to make the final decision on what? I don't know. Because we were one of the few counties, I think it was Winnebago County or one of those counties is the only other Correct. one. Yeah. I think it was. Right. Uh, have I got the right county or DuPage? I forget which one, but yeah, yeah I think pretty, it is pretty I, rare. Yeah, it's pretty, I think you're right. I think it is Winnebago County. All right, uh, back to the phones here at ten thirty-one. Some news headlines coming up here in a moment with Vaughn Young running for county board. Hi, Rich. Hey, um, I just want to compliment Vaughn for having the intestinal fortitude to speak out loudly and proudly in support of law enforcement in this uh, in this area of the world. We have a lot of people that will talk real tough on crime and the molecule criminals. And we have a, a lot of public officials and policymakers and people in positions of authority that will quietly behind the scenes indicate, you know, levels of support, you know, for law enforcement. But when it, but when it comes to speaking out boldly, you know, in support of public safety and the people that, that put themselves on the line to provide that, um, there are very few uh, Chafin Rose, who I believe is endorsed, Vaughn, um, you know, is one of the few too. And, and so 
hope that doesn't damage you in any way, Vaughn. But <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but the point is, is that it, it, is it as a society, we got to wake up to the to the reality that we're we're on a very slippery slope, and crime is if it's not if public safety isn't the the paramount uh, priority of governance, then we need to reexamine our priorities. And I'm I'm extremely excited uh, to have Vaughn running for this position. And uh, I hope that everybody else is, too. Thank you. Okay. Well, Rich, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, you're absolutely correct. I think that when people look back at what has taken place in this community over the last 10 years, um, things have changed. We all realize that. But when the police were not able to do their jobs because of either, one, the Floyd incident, or two, the COVID, we saw the number of crime, violent crime, that increased across this county and across the country. And we've got to bring some sense and, and bring that back to where it was. We've got to start looking at how do we make an impact on this. And I think, again, with what we're seeing now with uh, Chief Tyler in position, I think also if we get uh, John Brown elected, you'll bring, you're bringing somebody that's got 22 years of law enforcement into this position mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody that has six years as a part-time police officer. There's not even a comparison there. 1034, Vaughn Young is our guest. We've got news headlines coming up. Blaine's Farm and Fleet presenting that. Your ag headquarters helping you get the job done right with farm supplies and equipment, fencing, feed, and more. Wisconsin-based, family-owned since 1955. Back with Vaughn Young in a moment. Well, it is Barry Gibbs' birthday, so we got to get that in there. 76 today. With uh, Vaughn Young, he's running for county board, District 5. Two candidates in that race, and everybody's up for election with the uh, redistricting. 217-356-9397. Roost by Roger in business, 46 years. Roger has been Roger Ogletree uh, in business as Roost by Roger, with a D in there, uh, since 1985. No down payment. Financing available with on the uh, Sprott uh, approval there. Enhanced warranties. They all have the 50-year system warranty. And only 3% of roofing contractors in the U.S. hold the highest distinction that that is. Uh, the Roost by Roger website, roostbyroger.com. Roofing, gutters, gutter guard, windows, and siding. They've got a video. They can You can look on YouTube and on their Facebook page, uh, YouTube channel, and on the website. Or you can see them actually cut a gutter to size and get that aluminum together and uh, make the perfect gutter So uh, for you. So, uh, yeah, check them out, Roofs by Roger. Go to the website, roofsbyroger.com. All right, uh, 217-356-9397. We're at 1040. A lighthearted question for Vaughn Young. I heard he's a big NFL fan. Uh, if the Bears are playing the Washington Commanders, oh, which team is he on. cheering for? That's, that's not even a fair question. Yeah. Hey, I've got a I uh I've been a lifelong Bears fan, but I have a nephew that plays for the Washington Commanders, so I got to put family first. <laughs> he was a high one. draft choice, right? He was. He's a number 2 draft choice a couple this, about 3 years ago. This is your nephew. My nephew, my yeah. my younger brother's son. Wow, yeah. so you're going to go to some games? I am. We yeah. uh, I don't think we missed any games that he played at at Ohio State, and we're going to try to make it to about 3 or 4 when he's now that he's playing 
It's about, he got injured last year towards ACL, but mm-hmm. he's re- recouping from that. So, yeah. We'll what be, position does he play? Defensive end. Defensive end. Yeah. What was Just, his name again? Chase, Chase Young. Chase he's Young. He's a small guy, about okay. 6'8", 276 pounds. <laughs> That's all? Yeah. Wow. And Chase is a big name. Yes, he is. You know, Chase uh, here and Chase Brown. Exactly. Yeah, we got a lot of good ones. I think, and I think if I was looking back at this, you got all these guys are all about the same age. So that was a very popular name back for whatever reason, Certainly three some was. years ago. 1041, uh, County Finances. Talk about that a little oh, bit. Cause. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the people in Champaign County are under the impression that the uh, the county is in good shape, that we're doing things that we need to do to be, you know, have fiduciary responsibility for people's finances. But when you look back at the expenditures that the county board has come up with, and you look at the budget in 2021, we were, our revenue was $132,652. Our expenditures were $136,000,000. So again, we went over our budget. In 2022, our budget right now, the revenue is $176,000,000, and we've already expended $179,000,000. So what's wrong here? Why are we so far over budget? And then we're going to also spend more money to send our prisoners out of county. Hmm. We're going to put money into a failing building that we purchased that's going to be, again, you know, it's, it's like buying a $300,000 house, but you have to put $400,000 into it to, to move hmm. into it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And again, I think that's where the county board has kind of lost its its idea of what they're here for. They're here to serve the citizens of this county and to be responsible for that money. And I, right now, I don't see it happening. All right, let's go back to the phones, and I believe Cindy's with us up next. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Oh, it beeped when you said my name. So I didn't hear you. That's okay. I am interested in Mr. Vaughn's. I'm a life, lifer champagne resident, not going anywhere and living the rest of my life here. And I want to know exactly how you're going to back the blue, as we say, um, not allowing certain groups of people to and I don't care what color you are, purple, green, orange, what descent you are. I don't care how old you are. I want to know how you are going to be tough uh, enough to say to the council, we need to give these, the police uh, the, I guess, uh, consent that they can use <laughs> their brain to solve situations and not uh, tie their hands. So how are you going to do that? I'm not sure that I'm really in the position to change a lot of that. I can voice my opinions. I will hopefully be able to see compromise. When you look at um, my past, okay, 36 years in law enforcement, I have two sons that were in law enforcement and two brothers are in law enforcement. We are very much a blue family. The fact that the community, some parts of the community are out here saying, you know, defund the police, don't support the police. You know, don't talk to the police. Snitches get stitches. All these different things. And you even have a, a man in a newspaper column that says, well, I support the police, but don't talk to the police. Now, wait a minute. What kind of sense does that even make? No. My opinion on this is that we need to get people to start thinking about, again, their community safety. How safe do you want to be in your community? And everybody wants to be safe. That's part of why you came to Champaign or why you've lived in Champaign all these years. I came to this community in 1974. I'm not going anywhere, and uh, hopefully we can make a change. 
Okay, so it would. Uh, so you would be a person that would say, uh, give. Uh, I guess you said you can't like singularly give it, but uh, put uh, something on the table. I don't know what you call it. That says our law enforcement can do this. Our law enforcement can do that. Um, is that how that works? Well, as a, as a county board member, all I can do is bring up opinions and bring up, again, try to look to make compromise. The county board acts for all of the citizens in the county, so it wouldn't be just me speaking out for the police, but I have no control over what takes place in the city. I don't, you know, I can't do anything there, but I can try to affect change in the whole county, which is, again, included, you know, city of Champaign is included in that. So, yeah, we do That's need to great. make a change. Great. Um, okay. Nice to hear. And um, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you very like much. You I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate it. Uh, our friend Dave Leak. How you doing, Dave? Good morning. Hey. Good morning, Dave. Good, except I was, I was sorry to hear that you got uh, some hack subbing in on the news this morning. But <laughs> <laughs> the way things go. Hey, Brian, I just wanted to say that uh, even though I know he's sitting right there next to you, uh, and no disrespect to Tom Ramage at all, but I don't think anyone was more respected at Parkland College than Von Young. Wow, um, everybody you. looked up to the guy. He was an awesome leader, and it was a sad day when uh, when he decided to retire so uh i'm sure all of parkland uh is behind him um, now having said that i was had a question for vaughn i was wondering and i think he knows why i'm asking this if he was going to join our uh, sister station wkio at the virginia theater to watch the incident at mm, kickapoo creek why why did i know that was coming up yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to work in a promo for it yes yeah. it is well, um, <laughs> Consider this Consider this your personal invitation from me. Well, actually, you know, Dave, I appreciate all the nice comments. I really do. And uh, Craig Raycraft reached out to me because they, they are going to put on the incident at Kickapoo Creek. Years and years ago, I, and I'm not sure if you were aware of this and talking to Craig, I was actually at Kickapoo Creek. You were there. I was there. I lived it. Uh, yep. Part of it maybe <laughs> not so good, part of it pretty good. But uh, I really enjoyed it, uh, and Craig has been great. He uh, he worked with the Champaign Police Department years ago. He did a, a show called To Protect and Serve, and he featured yes. my tactical unit on this program. And um, huh. it was a nationwide program. So I can't even remember the year now. It's probably mid-'70s, '80s. But uh, we were I was visiting my son in uh, Texas, Houston, Texas. And we were uh, walking around in a store, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy running towards me like, you know, wait a minute. I'm looking at him like, what the heck's going on here? And he runs up to me, and he's like, I just saw you on television last night. I'm like, okay. You know, I told him, I said, give me a piece of advice. In the future, don't run up on a police officer like that because we don't know what's taking place. He kind of laughed, and we stood there for a few (laughs) minutes and talked. But I told Craig that we're leaving town, and I wish I'd have known this. But we're leaving town on the 15th to go to Texas to visit my son, and we can't change our plans. So I, I'm going to uh, – I told Craig if they needed me to call in or something, I'd be glad to. But, yeah, I wish everybody a lot of luck with that, and it's a, it's going to mm. be a good time. 
And for people that don't know, the uh, the incident at Kickapoo Creek was like Woodstock. It was our, our, our version Wood- of Woodstock, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And and we were all young once, right, buddy? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. in my case, right. I'm going to be young forever. Yeah. So. And when's this going to be, Dave? Well, that's the, true. When's this going to be, Dave? September the, 17th. Oh, uh, t- September 17th, yeah, we're going to show the show the film. And, and yeah, Vaughn is, Vaughn's in the film, so, uh, oh, wow. which was really great to see. Hey, good luck with your campaign, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Stay safe. You guys knew each other at Parkland, right? I did. He yeah. was a great, he's a great man. Yes, he I enjoyed is. enjoyed working with him. 1049 at uh, DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Brian's with us up next. Hi, Brian. Good morning, fellows. Yes, sir. Good morning. Yes. Uh, I'd like to ask uh, the officer about these tinted windows in town. Hmm. People are driving around with these tinted windows. You can't see in them. You can't even see in the front of them. Is is that legal? Well, tinted windows on the sides of the car are legal. Anything that you put on the front of the car is illegal. However, there is a density level that has to be looked at, and the decision is made from that. What that takes to be able to write a ticket for a person is that there actually has to be a density sensor. It's almost like a small radar unit that you put up against the glass. It reads the density. The state of Illinois has a level that they say was acceptable. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where that's all at. But I understand, I know, I understand your frustration. Officer, as a police officer, that has to be very concerning. I mean, you go up to a car and you can't see in and, yeah. you know, I see people, you know, pulling up uh, across the street from me. You can't see in. You can't see crossed yeah. i mean uh it's a dangerous thing i think it, it absolutely is and i mean the you think about the the two most dangerous things that police officers do one is domestics and the other one is car stops and it does you know when you make a car stop and you're walking up into an unknown territory you don't know what that person is thinking that might be the day they've just got a bad day and decide they're going to do mm-hmm. something really bad mm-hmm. uh, but you you know when you took that job as a police officer you take an oath to protect the citizens or the county that you're working for and then that's all you can do i mean it it comes with the job comes with the territory i mean if a guy could have a gun pulled on you and you wouldn't even know it mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. hey brian i gotta move thank you sir mm-hmm. appreciate you 1051 you. uh brad you're next hang on back in two minutes on a penny for your thoughts with vaughn young i love you Ten fifty four on a penny for your thoughts. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. If you look to uh, move or sell a home, uh, move or sell. I guess that's the same thing. Move a home, sell it, or buy it. That would be the other. Uh, they can help on either end of that. The Ryan uh, Dallas guaranteed offer. They can uh, train to find solutions to get you the best deal with the least amount of stress. So if you need to get your home sold before the fall gets started, if you think fall starts today as a weather person or you know, September 22, either way, if you need to move it, the uh, proof is in the results. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Go to RyanDallasRE.com. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. All right, $176 million, up from $132 million spent by the county board in one year. Should support the old adage that it's easy to spend other people's money. I hope Mr. Young has a better sense of fiscal responsibility than our current board. That was something you pointed out. Exactly. So. And, I mean, when I was uh, the chief of police at Parkland College, I had a budget that I had to work with then. 
for my police officers, you know, cars, equipment, everything that we need to do, salaries, and I stay within my budget. And I think it's not that hard. If you have a budget in your house, you have to stay within it. If you don't make your payments on your bills or even your house payment, something bad can happen. You can get your house repossessed. So why is the county continuing to go the way that we're going and overspending our money. But you're, you're absolutely correct. Von Young's running for District 5, one of the two seats there. All the seats are up here with the redistricting. He's running in District 5. Uh, Brad is with us. How you doing, Brad? Hey, I'm fantastic. Good morning, guys. It's so great to hear Vaughn on the radio today. Hey, good morning, Brad. Uh, I happen to also be running for County Board District 4, and I can't tell you how happy I am that Vaughn, uh, who, by the way, has already done his fair share of community service and work in our community to hear that he was going to actually take the uh, opportunity and run for this position was one of the most exciting things I had heard uh, in the year. And and so I'm really delighted about that. I wish him well. I I wish that everyone in the community had the opportunity to know Vaughn and his family like I do. And, uh, you know, that is reason enough uh, for me to endorse him as a wonderful candidate for District 5. But not only that, what he brings to the table um, from law enforcement, from being the chief of law enforcement that protected a campus and students, um, and his true dedication to his neighbors all over uh, the county, it's just, I'm really excited about this. Um, The last person made a comment about the budget and, they were absolutely correct. Um, you know, the, the current makeup of the county board, sometimes things uh, look like they're, they're going sideways. And, and with people like Vaughn on the board, I think that we can develop a functioning budget and get, get everything running up uh, properly. Hey, very good, Brad. Thank you. Thank you, Brad, for the kind words. I appreciate that. You know, and yeah, when you talk about the county board, you know, and obviously my position running for the county board is just one of the positions that are up for election this year. We need a new county clerk. We are starting to see some, well, I shouldn't say starting to see, we have seen some real incompetence in our present county clerk that that needs to change. Terrence Stuber is, is um, the candidate that we're running, and um, I think he will make some change that would be effective for the whole com- the county. Um, so we need to look at that and, and be, when we go to the polls, we need to be mindful that your vote counts, and we need to make sure that every vote that you cast is a vote for change, and that's all we can do. Because mm-hmm. at the county, and this is true, at the <clears throat> county or at the city level, uh, and unfortunately in some of these uh, off-year elections, the turnout isn't very high, That those are the yeah. governmental bodies that affect you the most. You Absolutely. can argue about the Absolutely. the White House, but... Yeah, you can't, I, mean, I can't affect change in the White House, but yeah. I can affect change hopefully in Champaign County, which is where, where I spoke. And actually, I got to thinking about this. We, are, we mentioned earlier about the executive board position, it's not Winnebago County, it's Will County. Will County. Yeah, okay. they're the ones okay. who actually have an executive director. Okay. And they started out a little rocky at first as well. No. So, Yeah, I knew it started with a W. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was close. Uh, 217-356-9397. A couple of minutes to go here with uh, Vaughn Young. And so, um, yeah, you will, early voting will start later yes. this month. And yeah. so what uh, kind of your last uh, message here, I guess. Uh, I think the last part that, you know, that – we need to look at, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, we have 13 Republicans that are running for the county board. And even, you know, we were outnumbered the last time 14 to 8. If we can just 
effectively get into the position where there's a little more compromise, a little more clarity, uh, something. When you have a county board that right now is a one-party rule county board, everything gets ramrodded through, and then we as citizens from the county are the ones that are, are suffering from this, either through taxes, um, misrepresentation, you know, the way the county, the, the county is perceived, you know, law enforcement, all these things are being affected, and we need to make a change that's going to be good for everybody. Well, Vaughn, good luck with everything. Thank you, Thanks Brian. for coming in today. It. Really hey. appreciate seeing you. Always good to see you. Awesome. I will, anytime you want me back, I'm here. I'm, okay. you know, I, love, <laughs> I love coming in and talking to you. We talked sports before the, we went on the air, and uh, it's go Illini because I think they're going to do some great things this I year. I think they are, too. Well, thank you, Vaughn. Good thank luck. You. Thank you. That's Vaughn Young running for county board, District 5. And, uh, again, early voting will start later this month. We'll have more candidates as we go, get closer to the election. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana at the Tone. It'll be 11 o'clock Central.